You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like Workers Credit Union. Achieve your dreams the workers' way. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal for our first ever podcast on a bus. That's right. We are on a Mart bus and we're over at 1427 R Water Street at the Mart station. And Kat, who are we talking to today? Well, today we are as on the road as we probably could be on the bus. We're with Bruno Fisher, the administrator here at Massachusetts Regional Transit Authority, and Stephen Oldfield, the executive director. Guys, thanks for having us today on the bus. Thanks for being here. Glad to have you here. Welcome aboard. <laughs> it's a great setting for, uh, for our on the road series, without a doubt. So I think any folks that are from the North Central Mass area used to these buses, you know, driving around. If you haven't ridden one, it's amazing how spacious it is. How many folks can you fit on your standard kind of full-size bus? Uh, Most of the buses are Mm 30-passenger. We have been buying some, as you can see across the way here in the storage bay. We've been buying some smaller vehicles now. We're going to start testing those out. Those are more around the 18 to 22-passenger, again, wheelchair-equipped. But we've been buying those because they are uh, significantly cheaper to buy than these bigger buses here, which are now running uh, anywhere from a million for a regular diesel to a million, two million, four for hybrids and, and full electrics. And so those are, even though they're, they're diesel-driven and some are gas-driven, um, it's at the end of the day, they're probably, uh, you know, 150 to 170. So you can buy around eight of them. Yeah, <laughs> oh, for wow. the cost and, of one. And they're significantly uh, easier to get around town, too. So what, one of our things is, which we'll talk about, I'm sure, during the podcast, is we're going to try to get into more neighborhoods. I mean, the big buses run the big routes and you know, the main streets and Merriam Ave and you know, the Monument Square and all those. But some of these we're going to try to get out into the neighborhoods and try to hit more um, pockets out of places where people probably aren't inclined to want to walk yeah. two miles to a bus stop. Sure, so. sure. But um, so that's, that brings me to my first question. I'm just curious because I used to ride a bus all the time and I understand that you can really pack them in here. How many rides a year do you give? Do you have any idea what your overall number of rides in one year is? Sure. Um, so our fixed bus is probably around the 350 to 400,000. Uh, and we're probably about another 300,000 or so, 250,000 uh, paratransit trips on the more of the vans. That is ADA, councils on aging, uh, people just going out that can't get into a bus. And then we also get credit for um, some of the trips that Stevens operation manages here, our brokerage operation that are run on in, in our region, whether it's through us or, or any of our vendors. That's probably about another 150,000 trips. So we're probably somewhere upwards of 800,000, give or take. And then, oh. and then for this brokerage we run across the state is... Uh, Literally yeah, almost the entire state now. <laughs> yeah, we have 82% of the state on the brokerage for non-emergency medical transportation on two sides from the demand response side and the program-based side. And we're on uh, projected for the end of the year, our fiscal year of July 1st at 6.4 million trips. Can you tell us a little bit more about that brokerage service? What is it and how does Mart end up overseeing almost 82% of the state, I think I was reading, in Correct. terms of the brokerage services? Yeah, so uh, Mart is one of two regional transit authorities contracted with the Executive Office of Health and Human Services. 
to broker, not emergency medical transportation, to uh, 82% of the state. So we cover everything from Western Mass to North Shore all the way down. The only part we don't cover is the Cape Cod and the Islands. Yet. So, <laughs> yet. Uh, yet. Yes. Um, so we have a program based side, which we work with different programs and agencies across the state, Department of Developmental Services, Department of Mental Health, our early intervention programs. So that's our program based side. Then we have our demand response side as well through MassHealth um, and the PT1 system. So all eligible members through the MassHealth program can uh, go to their primary care physician, submit a prescription for transportation, or PT1, mm-hmm. which comes to us. And we have about 350 transportation providers that we work with to broker those trips out to those companies to fulfill those rides. And how essential is that transportation for these folks that have these prescriptions for these rides and that need these rides? It's critical. It's And it's the reason why I love working at MART is because we're able to affect people's lives from their cancer treatments to, like I said, early intervention programs, uh, mental health, um, just to a routine physical. If you can't drive, I use this example all the time. My grandfather passed away five years ago. Luckily, me and my brother are in the area to you know get, get her to her medical appointments. But if we weren't, and there's a lot of people in that situation, how do they get to their routine physical to lead a healthy, fulfilling life? And that's where Mark steps in. I think that's one of the things that people sometimes take for granted. If you have a car, you don't often think about what happens to these folks that rely on public transit, that rely on these brokerage programs. Absolutely. And, it's, and the staff really emulates that every day is to really give the service back to those people that really need it. And that makes the job fulfilling every single day. That's, you know, I just I think that being able to provide that kind of service to folks that are obviously in need and to be able to brokerage it through you guys just gives, um, in my opinion, it gives our region an, another leg up. And the fact that you're servicing 82% of the common and no one knows it, right? And nobody has any idea. <laughs> yeah. They just see the buses go by and they're like, oh, there's the bus. Yeah. Yeah. They have no idea all the good stuff that you're providing in the communities. So when a person does get their prescription and then you broker it out, is it just, it, you guys must have a seamless um process now for folks to get rides and what are the services that you broker out to are you working with like the local um cab companies are you working with another bus company lyft uh uber who do you use to broker out those rides so we have independent transportation providers that their own companies that hire their own drivers have their own vehicles and we go through and broker those trips on on a obviously a system um for those transportation providers to accept and reject trips and provide those trips to those members so that's just, I yeah. love that idea. I'll tell you, when we started this, um, so I started here in 93 as the lowly administrative assistant um, and worked my way up. But over the years, I mean, we used to do everything with fax and paper. And I mean, and finally, it was like we were doing so many trips because we were, and, and that wasn't even by region. It was just kind of like an agency would call and say, hey, would you do our work in Cambridge and Somerville or whatever? And we were literally, you know, faxing stuff back and forth. And we're finally like, no, this, you got to move to email. And it really came from, you know, that pencil and paper and really do, being done, you know, everything almost manually to now we're doing everything, you know, electronically, vendor portals, you know, you know secure logins, all that. And I think the state uh, over the years has actually come to us a lot of times with, you know, we'll either go to them or they come to us with ideas and, you know, we start to pilot it and work it out. And I mean, it's a lot of what is in the system now. The other broker does the exact same thing we do. They have all the same systems same software as you know we we pioneered it's, it's really been quite quite amazing to watch this over the years i mean that's basically where i started i started just doing a little that dph early intervention program uh, that's what i came in for and just over the years just kept on taking more and finally landed here i guess maybe they just um 30 years smart has been providing this for more than 30 years yeah i got here in uh, february of 93 wow. so i just passed year 30 and i'm 31 but 
yeah, it's it's been amazing to watch over the years. It's just how much it's grown. And uh, this last one, as Stephen was talked about, this procurement they did kind of in the middle of the pandemic. You know, we we basically bid for all three, and we ended up getting two of the three. And so, uh, but it's uh, it's pretty amazing. We'll send you the map sometime too. It's <laughs> yeah. I'd love to see that. We, we, everything in blue is mar- and it's wow. mostly blue. <laughs> yeah, wow. except for Cape Cod. Yeah, that's, that's, that's yeah, the other Yeah, we're saying region. yeah, yes. we're gonna get there soon. Yeah. So I'm just curious. That's it's a huge area to cover. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many towns and cities? Do you cover in terms of your city bus services, just the buses that are out in the so service my, area? Um, we only have fixed route bus service in probably like six. So Fitchburg, Lemonster, and, and Gardner obviously have the, the main fixed route service. Mm-hmm. And then there is some peripheral service we do. in. Uh, we have a shuttle that runs between Athol and Gardner, and another one runs between Winchenden and Gardner. And then we do a little bit of small piece of Lancaster and a small bit up in Lunenburg, up near the Walmart. And then uh, mostly everything else is done through paratransit vans for the ADA service, which which all all of the three large communities, uh, Fitchburg, Lemister, Gardner, it's supposed to be within three quarters of a mile of a fixed bus route. We have to pick them up in the van. But we end up doing uh, all three of the cities, the entire city, city paid for their portion of that, as opposed to just saying, it's, sorry, you're one street outside. And then uh, we uh, have council on aging vans that we do. So we do uh, council on aging for eight communities, and then the other 16 of them we give a van to, and they run their own service, and we reimburse them. And it's a kind of a long process. We locally assess them at the end of the year or whatever. And then we have another, uh, we just, so we were at 20, I think 19 when I started here. Uh, we've grown to 25 uh, most recently. Barry and uh, Townsend joined us. Townsend literally just joined us a couple of weeks ago. And so we're going to be doing some shuttle work from some parking location they want to set up up there for commuters coming down to the um, ITC downtown. So you added Barry and Townsend to some of your roots now and, and some of the programs that you're working on. Are there other plans to expand in the future? Is that something you're currently looking at or where else you can reach in North Central Mass? So you mentioned trying to get into the other communities. Yeah, it, uh, literally, though, uh, I mean, we're trying to, we're trying to expand the service as far as the service we do. As far as um, other communities joining us, that's a, that's a local decision. I mean, as a matter of fact, so years ago, it was like you could only be a member of one, like Athol, uh, until they changed the law back in, that was like seven, 2017. Athol had to, they were a member of FRTA, Franklin Regional, and Greenfield, mm-hmm. and they acted, basically disenjoined themselves from them in order to join us. And I think maybe in 2018 or so, uh, maybe or maybe 2019, they changed it so you could be a member of more than one RTA. So like Townsend has Lowell, they do a lot of their local service, and they want to join us, um, which, which the board approved. Uh, in back in uh, March, so they, we could do this service into the Fitchburg area. Same thing with Barry. Barry's a member of Worcester, and they get some service that goes south, and we do all the service that goes north. So it's uh, it's simpler with being able to join more than one. <laughs> so, Sounds but I think again to, to talk about those other communities, I think we really do want to try to get more service out there because Scott uh, Rich, our assistant administrator, he, he uh, left Wall Street after many years, and he got a degree in gerontology, and so he's really serious about the senior transportation and you know one thing we're looking at and he's got you know tons of numbers which you, about the growing age wave you know the silver tsunami they're going to call it and it's just the amount of people that are already over 60 is, is in many communities probably in excess of 25 percent and it's going to probably grow up somewhere 35 to 40 percent and and so again a lot of them if you lose the ability to drive or whatnot the coas as we give them the vans really I don't want to say limited, but, you know, they may be doing 30 trips a day, 15 trips a day or something or other, uh, and there's going to be certainly a lot more need. So I think that's the one thing we really want to try to look at So is trying to really get more out there to do more in those communities so that, you know, that certainly they don't need fixed route bus, but the van services. 
probably yeah. really important for them. Right now we're going to step aside. We'll be right back on the bus with Bruno and Steven over at Mart at 1427R Water Street in Fitchburg. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Conn and Cat Deal. We're on the road today, or I should say on the bus. On the bus. With Bruno Fisher, the administrator, and Stephen Oldfield, the executive director of the Massachusetts Regional Transit Authority, a.k.a. MART. And Bruno, you spoke at one of our Good Morning North Centrals um, last year, and one of the things that I think that you brought up was the fact that you're always kind of changing it and, and trying to adapt to what the community needs. And uh, when you go on your website, there's a lot of different services that you offer, including things like evening rides. Can you talk a little bit about that program? Sure. Um, so we have uh, this evening ride service, which you know was formerly referred to as Jerk. Every every federal program has these you know cute little acronyms that nobody really <laughs> understands. You know, and and the you know the funny thing was you know Scott, our assistant administrator, brought it up because I, I'm not sure a lot of people know what that is. And as we started to talk to people, like, oh no, I think you can only use it to get home from work, job access, reverse commute. Sure. I'm like, no, 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 you can use, it's just a night service. So we changed it to our evening ride service, and it's kind of blown right up. To the point where we actually have to use a local cab company to help us out with the trips. We're getting so many of them. But it so it used to be that our bus service still ends around 7, 7.30, depending on which route. And so we had a service that was till about, you know, between 8 and 10.30 at night. And we extended it out to basically say from whenever the fixed route buses end, we'll go to midnight or whatever. So a lot more people using that service. And, uh, and really for everything, they're using it to get to and from jobs, locally just getting to establishments or whatever. So it's really, you know, it's gone significantly higher and continues to grow. And we've been promoting a lot more. We hired a uh, marketing coordinator pretty much right out of school a few months and he's just a fresh face and got so many ideas or whatever um you know we're doing tons of stuff with social media now where before it was kind of like facebook was kind of there and uh, we weren't really using twitter so now we're really using all of them and it's really amazing the amount of people that i mean we've gone up like in the thousands of percentage uh increasing them because people are just out there getting more information and it's a great way to get the information out I'm like, everybody uses it. I was telling Marilyn the other day, I said, I was sending my wife at a restaurant, and I looked over and I said, everybody makes fun of the kids, and they don't talk to each other. They tech back and forth. I'm like, I was watching a table full of adults, about four people, <laughs> and until their food came, they sat at that table, and not one of them looked up and talked to each other. They all had their phones or whatever. I'm going, that's the way people get information nowadays. It's just, it is. It's the way the information gets out. So, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're definitely getting knee-deep and uh, headlong into it. As uh, my daughters, both of them went to school in Boston, and so we were at the Wachusett train station a lot. And you guys have a presence there as well, and you guys are part of that transit. So when... A stop is added, like, at the Wachusett train station. When that stop was added, then the routes have to get completely changed, I would assume. And those kind of changes, though, are helping it to be more accessible to everybody like you're talking about. Yeah, it's kind of a delicate balance, too, because for everything you add, it adds time to the route. And that's one of the things we're really trying to, we're hoping that this might be the year that the legislature kind of changes funding. Uh, We've been kind of mired around the same 
number for years or whatever. And again, it, it, it is what it is. There's no pointing fingers at anybody. It's just you, know, you do with what you have. But um, there's really talk about trying to increase the funding this year. And we're really kind of hoping that comes through because it's really difficult when you start to add more locations. And again, what we're talking about is running some of these smaller vehicles. It does take more funding, but you know, we're hoping to get out there because you can cover more people. But mm-hmm. you know, the, one of the big things we're trying to look at is frequency. How, much, how often the bus operates is, is, is what it comes down to. Because uh, most of our routes have an hour frequency. So, I mean, if you go over to run an errand for five minutes and you get off the bus, you might wait 55 minutes for the bus to come back. Sure. And when all of our time, we're all very important. We have cars, we go to everywhere we need to, but the people in the bus, time is just as important to them. We all have the same 24 hours. So the idea is we want to really try to get to like a half an hour frequency and, and maybe even do some that are more express routes that are like maybe you just go from the ITC to maybe downtown Lemonster, like straight 15 minutes, no stops, just people want to go back and forth. Because I think that the more people have that ease of use, it's just like, again, an hour of your day is a lot. And again, to run a five minute here and then use another hour to get back is you're going to use a two hours out of your, your, your usable day. Here. So, so I think that's what we really want to try to do is look at more at how we can serve more people and serve them better. I mean, amenity wise, we're doing the same thing. We're basically going to double the amount of shelters we have out there. We had 24 shelters for quite a few years now. Um, and so we've, uh, we actually got a grant through MassDOT to do some, and we put some of our own annual funding in. So we're going to basically go from 24 to probably close to 50 this year and probably going to add probably 20 to 24 a year for the next few years. Because again, same thing, you get down to the bus stop, whether you walked, you know, a quarter mile or a mile or whatever it is, to stand them in the rain or the elements or whatever, even in the sun is probably not what going to be conducing people to ride vehicles or whatever. We're going to be putting up probably about a thousand bus stop signs because it's the same thing. People get down there and they're not, again, it's a flag down system, but sometimes they're flagging you down in the middle of an intersection. So <laughs> it's kind of like you see the bus sign and, and go there. So we added Wi-Fi to the buses here through a system we we uh, now automated passenger counters, so the drivers have little check marks. We've got a new Jennifer system making it, you know, people can mobile ticket. They can do it online. They can do it on their phone. They can come into the office. Uh, so we're just trying to do everything to make it much more usable, much easier for people to actually use public transit. So they're not like, i got to trudge up here to buy a bus pass and, and sure. whatever. So the more you can do, I think, to those amenities, uh, just that much more you're going to draw people to use something that I think they might have in the past not been inclined to. How high tech. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it's important to note, too, since Bruno took over as the administrator, we've rebranded, you know, our logo and our new mission statement, which is to serve people by getting them where they need to go to lead their lives. And as we've kind of outlined throughout this podcast, the the breadth of services from the evening ride service, from the transit, you know, the 25 cities and towns that we serve, then to the brokerage side, which we do the program-based transportation and uh, the demand response for the non-emergency side. We're really trying to f- fulfill our mission statement. That's a promise and a commitment that we have to our members and riders uh, that we want to do these things to get people to where they need to go, whether that's work or their medical appointment, whatever that case may be. That's what Mart's here for. And that's where we're trying to use this podcast to get the word out for people that need uh, our services uh, for whatever they may need. And for folks that need the services, we have those conversations about workforce at the chamber. Transportation uh, being a barrier is always one of the things that comes up. Do you think there's finally going to be that will at the state level and at the federal level to really look at MART and other transit agencies to be like, we need to rely on them more and we need to fund them more uh, to be able to help these folks? You know, there's been, I mean, I'll, I'll say at least the, the, the rhetoric is there. I mean, and, and at this point until I guess they, they pass budgets that, that have more money. In, I mean, the governor came in and was more around, you know, transparency and equity wise. I mean, you know, again, we're, 
everybody likes to rail against the tea and all the problems they have, and they didn't get there overnight, and they're probably not going to get out of there overnight. But at the end of the day, we don't begrudge them. You know, I mean, they run huge systems and buses and trolleys and you know, subways and, and commuter rail and all that. But the RTAs, I mean, we're collectively now splitting about $94 million, uh, and the tea gets like $2.1 billion. Yeah. <laughs> so, it, I mean, the inac- and again, we don't begrudge them for what they need it for, but, you know, we transport, you know, uh, tens of millions of people a year and it's just as important out here. I mean, so, you know, we're, we're trying to go after the funding to try to get more equity in the sense that we don't, most of us don't have any Sunday service, uh, limited Saturday service. You know, a lot of it doesn't run into the evening or whatever. And that's kind of true across many PBTA is probably the one and, and Worcester are probably the only two that have, you know, Sunday and some, some evening services or whatever. But, um, you know, the rest of us, very few of us have any meaningful weekend service. I mean, we do have a most about three quarters of a Saturday as opposed to a weekday, but no Sunday, which again, we're finding more and more people. People work, their schedules are not Monday through Friday anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, you know, my brother-in-law works for the railroad. He's like Tuesday through Saturday. I mean, it's just everybody was trying the same thing in Athol. People are like clamoring for it because they work now through the weekend or whatever, and their days off are like Tuesday, Wednesday. So mm-hmm. it really is more important. We just added um, some Saturday service to Athol um, coming through Templeton out of Gardner or whatever, and we, it's already picked up quite a bit, probably about a half a dozen people, you know, on every loop. So it's just, it's more and more the need for that. We did the same thing with the outfall service. We kind of uh, changed the loops around a little bit, added a couple of stops, and we found out, I was trying to, one day I was going back into Athol, and I saw that, you know, there were a lot of kids streaming down the street. I'm like, oh, my God, the kids getting out of school. What if we did like a pilot service to see if we could pick up the kids getting out of school? You know, we don't care if they run downtown, you know, all the whole route or just, you know, a couple hundred feet with the ridership and getting them, you know, off the street or whatever and, and moving around. Only met with the, the principal of the high school and the you know, superintendent of schools in Athol to find out that they were having an enormous problem in an area we just changed our route to up through the school street area. We've got a lot of families moving in, a lot of minority families moving in from warmer climates, usually from the islands. And a lot of them, when it was really cold or really wet, snowy and clement weather, the kids just don't go to school because they're outside of that. They're inside of the zone where you can get tra- bus transportation. So now we're coming right up straight through there. And we pick, started picking up a lot of those kids. Like It literally was, they walked down the bottom of the hill and the bus is like right there. So it's, I think, you know, the more we can do that, the more, as Stephen said, you know, you get the word out and, you know, people find out what the service is. And, you know, again, one of our big things is going to try to find out what is it that people want. We're going to start doing some public meetings in the next few months or whatever to really try to find out, you know, where it is that people want to go. You know, it's like mm-hmm. we've run the same route for a lot of years. And I think it's just we're not going where people want to go and we're not getting in the neighborhoods where people are living now because they've kind of gotten away from that, you know, urban, direct urban center and center of Fitchburg, center of Lemonster or whatever, mm-hmm. center of Gardner. Um, so we're working with the mayors, the planning departments, uh, just, you know, pretty much social cultural groups to find out, you know, where is it that people need service and, you know, what is it they need or whatever. Because I think that's, you know, the way to grow the ridership is to get, you know, people where they are and where they need to go. You know, they're not going to the malls anymore. You know, it's like we, we run a lot of our service end up crisscrossing through there, but just people don't go there as much anymore. We so, keep saying we're going to start with the end in mind. And that for us is our customers and our members. We're going to start with the end, what they need, and then we're going to implement that. Obviously, the funding, you know, plays a big part in that. And that's why we're working with our local politicians and uh, people of that nature to, you know, uh, alert them to the need of the people. So when you talk about getting out and, and talking with those officials and, and, and folks in the cities and towns, you know, I was in Devons with Roy the other day and yep. we saw a brochure about the service that you provide in Devons for the, was it a workforce transportation? Yep. How, how's that work? 
So what, what we're trying to do with the workforce is we're trying to build, again, uh, where we're going to neighborhoods and maybe picking up people as opposed to house to house, maybe getting centers where they can say, you know, maybe up the Park Hill Plaza or wherever it may be. Uh, and so run people to there because as we've been working directly with um, uh, the Devons Enterprise Commission, Peter Lowett and, uh, and Neil Angus, uh, as well as mass development people out there, the, the amount of growth going on at Devons is phenomenal. Uh, I think the legislature just passed legislation that they increased their um, buildable space from like eight and a half million square feet to like 12 million square feet. Um, and so it just is going to be, I mean, there's so many companies coming in out there. You drive in on Jackson Road, there's new Several new buildings have gone up. Uh, MIT's got a, a group of people that are going up there called Calm Fusion, um, and I think they're you know, the Cold Fusion people. Mm-hmm. And so there's tons of people. So what we're looking to do is um, from the communities that surround Devons to try to set up workforce rides and workforce transportation, as well as including them. We're finding out like Bristol Myers Squibb told us they have like 300 scientists that come in from Boston to the train station or whatever in, in the area in Shirley. And so we're thinking the same thing. Just I mean that's like a you, know, you can almost jog that, but it's you know probably a, between the uh, edge as well. Yeah. Mile run, right? So we can just run them from the train station, whatever. So we're serving that whole area. But the thought is to really get, you know, so people don't have to drive all into Devons or whatever. But it's, uh, I think they, when the last time we talked to them, they were saying they had around probably 6,000 uh, people that work in Devons and they're expecting that to blow up to somewhere between 75 and 9,000 people. So it's it's pretty. I mean, it's it's very very busy out there. So I think you'll 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 see more and more of that. Um, and again, what we're trying to do is serve that. So again, they're not everybody's commuting into Devons. One thing we're trying to work in in with uh, Mass Hire and the Lowell Regional Transit is um, funding a lot of people that they need transportation for uh, to Devons is from Lowell. Um, and so we're trying to figure out the best way to kind of get them down to from old to here, whether it's you know meeting the bus halfway or whatever we do. But it, again, it's phenomenal growth at Devon, so it's a good good news success story. <laughs> and Stephen, for listeners, whether they need your services or they've got family members that are in need of rides or they have employees that need rides, can you talk a little bit about the affordability as you try and get the word out about what you provide? Yeah, it's actually through the insurance, so it's through the Mass Health Insurance. So um, with the prescription for transportation. Um, mm-hmm. They get access. They are an eligible recipient of that. So they would go to their primary care physician, their program. Um, they would write that prescription, which gets sent uh, to us, and then we can fill that ride request. So um, they can go to our website, hstrides.mrta.us, or call into our call center, and uh, one of our customer service agents will be able to help. And how does it work for the rest of the rides that you offer, uh, whether it's Devon's program or one of these main bus routes? Uh, so people can just, uh, again, we, we, we used to be have to come in here or you know down to our ticket agency to purchase bus passes. And we've made that again now. So this, this new Genfair system we have, they literally mobile ticketing, you can do it. Uh, the only people that need to come in here once is uh, somebody who gets uh, somebody disabled or a half fare or senior, whatever they need to come once because we take a picture and put it on their their uh, fare card or whatever. And But once they come once, they can do the rest of it. They can call in through credit cards. They can do mobile ticketing you know, through their phone or through the web. And we do have outlets down at the ticket agency or whatever. And we're actually putting up these ticket vending machines kind of in the primary locations. We, it, it was funny because right after we bought them, we had two people from Lemons just saying, boy, it'd be really nice if you had something over Monument Square or whatever. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> Coming soon. <laughs> Hold Here's your sign. Yeah. So, um, but but again, I, I I think the more we can do that, um, that that that, that ease of ticketing and, and again ease of getting to the vehicle, uh, the vehicle where the the people need to be, I think is what's going to really drive the ridership or whatever. And I think you know more and more you know, people. We're finding a lot of, especially the millennials, do not want to drive cars if they can. Yeah. Uh, you know, can help it or whatever. So I think from that angle, I mean, the more we can make it ease of use for them, I, it's going to be the people that probably help, help us bring our ridership back. 
Well, between adding routes to communities that you know need it, to finding folks that are in need and providing it for school kids, to making improvements on the bus, like Wi-Fi, <laughs> to making improvements how to buy a ticket, to adding more bus shelters, adding more bus signs. I think you are 100% accomplishing your mission and you're getting people where they need to go and they're going to be able to live their lives better. And I am so proud that you guys are right in our own backyard as a citizen, a gardener. I see your buses all the time. And I know that you're doing great service for our region. And I just can't believe you guys are just continuing to improve and add services. It's it's quite amazing. And you 100% are serving the people by getting them where they need to go to lead their lives. And that is a great mission. Well done, guys. Thank you, Kat. Thank you. Bruno, Stephen, want to thank both of you for your time. And if folks want more information on Mart or the brokerage services, what are the websites they can go to again? hstrides.mrta.us or mrta.us for the trans side. And you can find Mart at 1427 R Water Street in Fitchburg. I want to thank you both for talking to us about the Massachusetts Regional Transit Authority, a.k.a. Mart. Thank you so much. Thank you both. Appreciate thank it. You. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.